Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. When the tribulation and temptations come to you, how can we get rid of or overcome those temptations and tribulations? I'm falling in love with Facebook. I just started last year. And a couple days ago, one of the church members changed her Facebook profile picture. I remind, it reminds me that Jesus is the solution for all kinds of tribulations. It says, John 16, verse 33, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Oh, I got strong answer. Yes, for the tribulations, Jesus is the answer. What about the temptations from the devil? The best answer can be Jesus again. However, we are human beings who really need detailed guidelines and uh, instructions for battling with the super cunning devil. Do not underestimate the devil, but also do not overestimate the devil because the Holy Spirit always protects his people. However, we also need training to become mature soldier. St. Paul described a good Christian as a soldier who equipped with the armors. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, they make me feel really good, but the one thing we remember, all the things, equipment, is came from the Lord as a grace, as a gift, but the man who wears the armor, that's you. That is why you need to grow up. I did not mean there is something extra work needed for completing your salvation like some false churches doing right now. My lovely brothers and sisters in Christ, today I want to emphasize the Christian's sanctified life again. I checked up all of my preaching last one year for you all. It's all connected with the sanctified life. Again, may the Holy Spirit clarify his servant message. The Son of Man is standing in front of you with the word of God. Since I am one of God's spokesmen today, I am so brave because I am a man of God now. I'll give you the conclusion first. I told you today's message is going to be really long, so conclusion first. Grow up. Do not be childish. In God permitting, we will grow in the word of God. When we are saved by grace, we need milk, which is the foundation. But once we are matured, we need to be teacher who live in and own the word of God and proclaim that gospel to others. Baby Christians 
They are so busy living for themselves like a student in the school. But the matured Christian, they are so busy for living for others with the great commitment of Jesus Christ like teachers in the school. That's what we read the book of Hebrew in Bible teaching. But solely the food is for the mature. I wish, I hope, I pray it's for you and me, a matured Christian who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. We are so easily criticized the people's doing and saying in the Bible, something like this kind of reaction. Look at those unfaithful dummies. How could they do that? They experienced the power of the Lord, and they ate something from the Lord, and now they start complaining again. However, we all knew the fact that we are not really different from them. We know that we cannot do better than them if we were put in the same situation. You could say, that's you, Pastor John, not me. Thank you. Fear, doubt, and unbelief. We cannot get rid of these tendencies until we escape from this ugly house, your body. In other words, go to heaven. We are learning many things from the people in the Bible. It is not only their strong faith and faithful lives, but their mistakes from their unbelief and doubting. Our graceful God did not fill the Bible with a full story of the beautiful and positive and perfect believer's life. I do not have to mention about the non-believer story because you are already believer. Let us see some really famous believers in the Bible. We know all the complaints from the Israelites when they escaped from the Egypt. Even though they lived on the visible and tangible caring of God. We all know how Jacob he cheated his brother and father. No matter what, how great he was in the Bible, but he still cheated. We all know that Elijah's escape from the fear of death as we read the Bible today. He was the one who performed the miraculous power of God in front of Baal's prophet. We all know Jonah's complaint about God's mercy and love. We all know denial of Peter. He did three times. He was also the one who said, I rather die with you. In the Lord's blessing, I have two visible church congregations to serve. I put lots of time and energy to know God's people at both Apostle and Peace Lutheran Church. Peace Church will start their Sunday worship service again on September 13th at 4 p.m. 
frankly, is a little burden for me because I have to be prepared every Sunday in English worship and sermons. While I am planning the peace ministry, one new Wells family moved into peace area, and they are so dedicated and energetic from my perspective. As a pastor, I am so excited to do new programs and worship services, not only to the people already there, but also with the new people. I gave thanks to the Lord for the new people in the peace ministry. But meanwhile, like weeks ago, I heard heartbreaking news from the new member. They have to move to another state for a better job. I could not hide my disappointed face from him and ask the Lord, why are you kidding me, Lord? Why did you give me excitement and then take it away from me? It's just three months. One day, I remembered the story of Jonah. What was Jonah's problem? I believe Jonah was a skillful minister. That is why his name is in the Bible. The Lord used him a lot. From his own experience, he's smart enough to assume the result of his ministry. But the Lord asked him to do what he did not want to do. He escaped but ended up in the big fish's tummy. And he repented and did what the Lord asked. And Jonah's trouble in his ministry started from his own vision and thoughts. His ministry troubled with his ministry. The Lord uses our own situation and abilities and talents for his ministry, but not vice versa. We cannot order him, you know my talent, Lord, so I will use my talent for you. So you must help me. We are the tools in his hands. Tools cannot order the master what to do. But the baby Christians always ask that way. Lord, I want to go this way, and I know you cares me, so you must follow me. Instead, the matured Christian, Lord, what is your will? Please let me be wise to understand your will. You see the differences? Maybe Jonah was burned out from his ministry. He proclaimed the word of God, the people, and the Lord saved the people who repented. However, sometimes the minister, especially me, really want to see the punishment of God on the people. So that a minister can get more authority from his job and use it on the people around him. Nobody's understand, right? I knew it. Isn't this what I said, Lord? You are going to save them. Why did you ask me to do it? Lord, can't you do whatever you want without me? 
It's part of Jonah's complaint. And he says, it is better for me to die than live. Wow. But the Lord asked Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah's anger at the Lord's compassion. Jonah's anger at the Lord's forgiveness for the people who live in Nineveh. Our good Lord gave us experience to know his will instead of giving up on our foolishness. For the complaint of Jonah, the Lord provided a leafy plant and gave a nice shade for his head. And Jonah was, Bible says, very happy about the plant. The complainer turned into the satisfied by the Lord's delicate caring, but Jonah did not catch who satisfied him and for what. The Lord did that, the Bible says, to ease his discomfort. During the night, the insect ate all the leaves, and in the morning, strong sunshine and the dry east wind hit Jonah. And Jonah became a complainer again. It is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord asked him second time, Is it right for you to be angry about the plants? This time the Lord asked Jonah in detail, which was Jonah's anger about the plant. Now he looked down, I mean, leveled down to us in our eye level, tried to make Jonah really understand. Okay, I see that you anger about the plant. And then he asked us, is it right to be angry for the plant? And Jonah answered, it is. And I am so angry. I wish I were dead. Look at Jonah's temple. Wow. The Lord still had patience on Jonah, who totally lost his temper. Instead of immediate punishment, the Lord explained to him kindly and reasonably at Jonah's eye level. Look at this passage. But the Lord says, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? How amazing is the love of God for the world. This passage makes John 3.16 really clear for me. God so loved the world. In the true love, he sent his only son to take away sin of the world. And then when he so loved the world, he still loved the animals. He cared the animals also. Because he is the creator. Nothing came by accident. Am I Jonah? Yes, I am Jonah. Jonah's problem is my problem. I got joy from the new member, or I got joy from you all, but it's not go long. I forgot for a while where the joy came from and who gave to me. 
I even boasted about the peace ministry, the emphasis on their decision in between nice-looking apostle and then the smaller-sized peace. They choose the peace. There's nothing to emphasize on, but I did personally. Just a day, just a month, just a year, how long is not really matter if we can see and feel and know the tender love of God on us. Especially we live day by day. We walk step by step to the end of the world. The Lord show us the human being's faith, tribulations, and temptation, and sins in the word of God. Because the Bible is not the stories of mankind's life, but the Bible is the story of love and forgiveness of God to the world through Jesus Christ. That is why we believe, we confess, the Bible is Jesus-centered. In early 1700, the German Lutheran pastor, Benjamin, he returned from his visitation, but the what waiting for him? The burnt house and to burnt death his keys. His ministry was under persecution from the Roman Catholic Church. He had to get the permission from the Roman Catholic Church if he want to visit one of his church members. And he also had a terrible disease, but he did not give up his ministry until the Lord calls his name. He got the many, many temptations. He lose his family member. He did not have a super authority as a pastor. And he had his own disease. The devil kept tempting him. You better turn away from that way. Look at yourself. But he strongly held the word of God and its promise. And he wrote lots of texts for the hymns. Today, I want to share one of his hymns, My Jesus, As Thou Wilt. Since our message, my message is too long, let's take the uh, intermission. But you cannot go rest from now. <laughs> By the way, this song cannot count it as, as my sermon time, right? Make sure. So verse 1, verse 2, I'm going to sing in for you all. But the verse 3, please jump in. Is uh, in your bulletin page 5. See the lyrics conveys his heart and confession. My Jesus, as thou wilt, oh, may thy will be mine. Into thy hands of love I would my whole resign. Through sorrow, through joy, conduct me Say 
my Lord, I will be done. My Jesus, as Thou wilt, though in the many tears, let not my stars of hope grow dim or disappear. Since Thou on earth hast wept and sorrow alone, if I must weep with Thee, my Lord, I will be done. Please join my Jesus as Thou Okay, let's do the section two. I'm kidding, just two more pages to go. Jesus, he is the high priest who did not really repent for himself because he did not have a sin. But Jesus himself, he was tempted like one of us. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. That's a strong point of the Welsh church. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let's see the Bible, especially gospel today. Luke chapter 4 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Well, for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. You see that? The devil did not miss the timing. He knew Jesus is hungry. 
And the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in 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 high place authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You see that, the devil using the Bible verse, the passage, the message of God? Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left Jesus until an opportune time. Jesus stayed in the wilderness without food for 40 days. He was not alone. He came back with the full of Holy Spirit. When he returned from the wilderness, the devil saw the timing to attempt God's man. The devil is like a roaring, roaring lion who is looking for the food. It's not for Jesus, not for Jonah, not for Elijah, and not for the Pastor Benjamin only, but also for us. He's looking for the timing. The devil used the tongue, if you are, if you are the Son of God. Devil already knew Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but he now tried to use the fact, the truth, to tempt Jesus Christ because he's questioned about the identity. What if my wife asked me, Paul, if you really loved me, show me. Why don't you buy a the Chanel nice tote bag for me? You never did that, so I'll give you a chance if you love me. What are you going to do? I love her. I better bring my credit card to the Westfield shopping center and then stop by the Chanel store and buy one to prove my love for her. But good thing is that, give thanks unto the Lord. The Lord give not give a wife who tests me that way. I, I wish he's not going to do it in the future also since he knew, she knew I'm the wealth pastor. What if I ask you all, if you have a good faith, if you're a believer, why don't you put your tithe to the Lord, 10% of your income for next Sunday? Maybe some of them start doing that to prove their faith without willingness. But I'm sure the Lord is not going to take that offering with gladness since he's lacking of your willingness. He's not the poor. Isn't it surprising that Satan caught the Bible verse to tempt Jesus? Isn't it surprising the devil and its agency have knowledge of the triune God? If you keep reading Luke 
four, you will see that the ghost, the bad souls in the people say, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And then Luke 4, 41 says, you are the Son of God. Jesus overcome devil's temptation by what? Jesus used his almighty power to get rid of temptation at once? No. Jesus overcome the temptation of the devil by the word of God. Jesus did not use his divine power, but he gave us a perfect example to follow. With Jesus' response by the word of God, the devil stepped back but did not give up. St. Paul reminds us who we were and who the devil is through the passage. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That means the devil. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying and the cravings of our flesh and following its desire and thoughts like the rest we were by nature, deserving of wrath. But story is not end over there. Next verse says, but now we are, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. We cannot go against devil's temptation with your experience, with your knowledge, or with your own righteousness. Whatever, you cannot give it up to the Lord fully, it can be money or your kids, your hobby, whatever. The devil is going to use that to attack you. Everything is changed except the word of God. We are living on shaky man-made foundation, but the believers are living on the solid rock, Jesus Christ and his word. Jesus Christ teaches us the perfect way to get rid of the temptation from the devil. Hang on to the word of God. Grow up in the word of God. Let us Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit use you fully and remember the truth. The Bible says, the grass withered and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. Fish cannot sustain their lives without water. The human body cannot sustain our life without water and oxygen, but the believer cannot sustain our life without the Word of God. The Word of God keeps providing grace and guide our steps and light our path. Brothers and sisters, stop worrying. Stop complaining. Stop doubting. But grow up in the truth and live as matured ambassador of God. Amen.